Kindness Can, the podcast, with radio personality Jane Lindley Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushel. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work, and in your community. In episode six, uh, we're chatting about being kind when you and your co-parent are pulling in opposite directions. Yo, Jane, I get this one all the time. Well, you can hear me smiling because I'm like, (laughs) right, let me get comfortable. So, I mean, for us with three small children, it's tough getting the consistency right. Sure. Because you've got children in different spaces. It always amazes me that I've got three kids who have had the same home as in my body came into the same home as in their home, their bricks and water, with the same mom and the same dad, yet they are all completely different and all resonate on different levels and frequencies. And it's really hard to manage that consistently. I always laugh at parents when they're like, okay, we had the first one and then by the time the second one arrived, we thought we got it down. Oh, please. And the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth, each one (laughs) is absolutely different and you have to respond to them differently. But as a general though, as a general set of rules for our house, certain fundamental things. Consistency is an absolute gift to give to our children. And you're not going to get it right all the time. Yeah. I often say to parents, when you're getting it right, 70% of the time you are doing A+. plus. You are doing fantastic. There are going to be moments where it just doesn't work. But as a benchmark, consistency is definitely something which we should be aspiring to. I know that children like consistency and I know that children like rules for a simple reason that when you watch kids play usually around the age of like four to six and they start engaging in sort of that fantasy dress up make believe kind of play and one will say okay mom you're going to be the shopkeeper and I'm going to be the shopper and when I arrive to give you my goods to check out you're going to scan them and mom you must go beep 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 right Mm. And then the game starts and, and your child arrives with a little trolley, the basket of groceries. And then when you don't do beep, beep right, what's the first thing they do? They stop you. They're like, mom, 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 you did it wrong. You must do it like this. And we didn't tell them to do that. They did that because it makes them feel safe. It gives them a sense of, of order and logic in the game that everyone can get along just fine. It's innate in young people and in all people for that matter. We like to know where we stand on certain things. It makes us feel safe. So some parents feel like, oh, well, when I've got too many rules or I'm too consistent that maybe I'm stifling them in some way. We always aim for the balance. But as a general principle, consistency and having clear rules and expectations is very happy and healthy for kids. Well, my oldest, we call him Rules Rodney. Because he's been so much of the Love game. Love a firstborn. He's <laughs> been so much of the game explaining the rules yeah. that by the time it's go time, everyone's disappeared. Yeah. I'm like, you must stop being rules, Rodney. Just put the ball down and kick it. Yeah. So there, there's a middle ground as well as far as sure. it's actually quite unpleasant sometimes. Sure, absolutely. But let's go back to parenting for a second and how important it is for both of us to be on the same page. Uh, because that allows us to create a home which is most consistent. And I know that a lot of parents actually struggle with this. It ends up being a scenario of one feels like I always have to be the bad cop and you often get to just be the fun one and you get to do all the cool stuff. The good time guy. And that feels, yeah, unfair for me. 
It's tough. It's a tough gig. I kind of go between... The, I feel that they play up for me a lot more than they play up for Mike. So, for example, I can leave and go and do a grocery shop. Yeah, because I spend 98% of my, sell, my, my time gathering groceries for the house. <laughs> and I'll phone home and say, how are things going? And Mike will be like, amazing. It's really quiet and pleasant. I'm like, oh, cool. As I drive my car into the driveway, <laughs> I've literally got three children holding onto the side of the car, crying with like snot coming out their noses with like grazed knees and all screaming, mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm like, but why? Why do I bring this out in my children that A, sometimes I feel like they bring their worst version of themselves to me. I just want to lie on the couch and cuddle you and love you and hold you and nurture you. I feel like they press me and they test me so much of the time. Yeah. We know that our children also need different things from different parents. You know, you know that thing where you pick your kid up from someone's house and they're like, oh my God, your child is an angel. They've oh, got the best manners. And you're yes. like, are you talking about my child? I get like, like quite emotional. I'm like, you, really? Are you sure? <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> are you sure? So it's pretty, pretty normal and typical that our children, because they trust us, okay, and it's not that they don't trust Mikey. Of course they trust Mikey. Uh, they trust him in a different way, and they sometimes maybe have different needs from him. My love, they respond so much better to him in a disciplinarian, by yeah. disciplinarian role. They do. Yeah. yeah. So it's worthwhile you and Mikey, I think, when this starts to happen, or especially when it starts to feel imbalanced and not healthy, to have a good conversation about it. Don't think that it's going to just suddenly disappear or it's on its own going to get better. I think as two partners in this journey where there is no rule book and we live in a world where, which is so different from when we were young that a lot of our parents' role modeling is not so useful to us because they didn't have to deal with half the stuff we're dealing with at the moment. Talk to each other. Have moments where we kind of reflect on how we are doing this and reflect on how we could do it better and reflect on how we could support each other better in this process. Be open and, and honest about it. Mike and I spent a lot of time at the end of the day saying, okay, so this presented itself. How do we do this better or differently tomorrow? Yeah. That's one of the most constant things that happens in our relationship is I'm so grateful for the communication between yeah. the two of us because our kids know that when we arrive in a day, Mike is my number one. I'm his number one. Yeah. And we will deal with you guys. Yeah. Whereas sometimes I feel like they want to, the tail that wags the dog. Yeah. So mom, <laughs> can I do this? What did dad say? He said, no. Well, there's my answer, bro. Yeah. Don't come here and ask yes. me behind dad's yes. back what he said. If dad yeah. said there's no TV, I back dad. Yeah. But they sometimes think that they've got the, the authority to kind of debunk the authoritarians in the house. I'm sure all of your kids <laughs> are gorgeous. <laughs> so don't take what I'm saying the wrong way. Oh, I can't wait. What? But like sharks to blood. Mm. It's just natural, okay, that children, when they see a gap or where they feel they can manipulate something, they're going to take it because that's part of the joy of childhood is testing boundaries and seeing where I fit in relationship to these boundaries. So where there is this imbalance between good cop, bad cop, or one parent has one set of rules and another one has another set of rules. And we see this a lot with parents who are raising kids in two different homes, right. for example. They're going to test that. Mm. They're not going to do it once or twice and realize they can't do it. They're going to do it as often as they can just in case. So that consistency is really, really important. And you never throw your partner under the bus. You never contradict them in the moment. Unless, of course, we're talking about a seriously abusive situation. Yeah. Here. But I'm talking about just your average day at home. 
even if you disagree. So in that moment, you hold that feeling of, I don't like that, or I don't think that that was the right response for us to have. And you save that for your end of day reflection. You know, I noticed that when uh, Lula dropped the cup and you reacted that way, I didn't feel like that's how we should react to broken things when they are an accident, because Mm. it was just an accident. We didn't need to get cross. So you save that confrontation for when you are in private, away from your kids, and you iron it out together. So next time we can both do better uh, in that situation. Well, Mike and I found, like, for example, because we're three kids, and it's, I think <laughs> having three kids is it's constant work to try and get the balance right because we're outnumbered, okay? So when, I, when things start to escalate and they go quickly, Mike or I, whoever's escalating, the other parent will say, breathe. Yeah. And it's that kind of safe word to, oh, yeah, oh I'm losing that. my beep pretty <laughs> rapidly. Breathe. That is so useful. When we're actually on each other's side, that's what you're saying in that moment, that I'm on your side, that we score points with our kids when we are unified or when we are consistent. That is the best way to score kids because it's a a long game, this. It's not a short game. You don't want to take the quick game, the quick quick wins in the moment like, oh, my God, he lost it. And now the kids have run to me and they're hugging me and they just love me. Don't take the quick win. This is a long game we're playing here. So we should be supporting each other and all this. I love that as a technique. I think another really useful technique, and I'm not one for charts as a rule because charts are really complicated. And sometimes as a parent, you're kind of like, where were we again? And I'm there. I'm that person. Like, like kind of, how, where were we again? And I've forgotten. And we'll just take five stars. Yeah, okay? that's exactly so it. Unless you can really be a personality type who can keep a hold on it, charts can become quite inconsistent. I've actually. got so many incomplete charts in my yeah. life. <laughs> so as a rule… I'm not a big fan of charts, but this is a chart that I do like that I talk about in my book where you just make two columns. The one column says choice and the other column says consequence. And then you rank the behaviors that you don't want to see your kids doing from worst to sort of average to like, I know we have to enforce it, but it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And then in the choice, the consequence column, rather, you assign a specific consequence to it so that all of us are on the same page. And when your kids become old enough to follow and we can have this conversation with them, we include them in putting this choice and consequence chart together. Mm-hmm. So when you choose to do this, I want you to know that every time the consequence of that will be this. Mm-hmm. And we're all on the same page. Mm, nice. And that's useful for your kids because they know the boundary. Right. And when you start enforcing it consistently, they're going to realize this lady's not messing around. When I do that, this always seems to happen. So I'm going to think twice. Right. But it's also a great tool for parents in the sense that often in the moment something happens and you're in a good mood. Uh, and so you kind of think, well, let me just let it slide. Or you're in a bad mood and then I like rock it out of you. I overreact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for mom and dad, if we're going to be on the same page, we both know what we have to do every time. It's not second guessing or trying to work out what the punishment should be. And oh. then one of us pitch it higher and the other one pitch yeah. it low. We're all on the same page. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking about three kids and how their personalities are all different. You can eventually, in time, also develop a separate chart for each one of them because we also know that kids will respond differently, differently to different yeah. things. So mm-hmm. one kid, you take away the phone, it's the end of the world. For your other kid who loves climbing trees, well, keep what it for even? a month if you still got it. Yeah. I've got no idea. So we, we shift the consequences right. according to what matters to them. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, we had a, we've had many charts, but the one was like a kindness chart, obviously, yes. when you do kind things, but then they were doing kind things to get the sticker. Yeah. So it's like... Um, Mama gave Rocco a glass of water. Oh, thank you, my angel. Can I get a star? 
and that yeah. just enrages me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ask to be rewarded by being kind. That should be second nature, but they don't sure. understand because there's sure. a kindness chance. Sure. So I think in terms of positive reinforcement for good acts like that, you don't have to reinforce it every time. Okay, and you don't have to make a big song and dance of it every time because I think we've learned the lesson of sometimes going mental when our children do something which is appropriate. Mm. Okay, yep. that, that raises kids who kind of feel like I need a star for everything, yes. which I don't think is good either. Right. It's far more appropriate to kind of observe, collect a few little moments of evidence, and then on a Friday afternoon, pick your kid up from school and be like, you know what? I really want to treat you to something special this afternoon because, you know what? I noticed this week you did x y and z and that really made my heart happy mm. yeah i think that's a you see you're pointing out what worked as a way of reinforcing it but it's not i'm giving you a star every time you do something which some of the times it's just expected being a nice person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay picking up your stuff off the floor oh my gosh that's just what i expect of you yeah <laughs> look there's no easy way uh, but I think if you and your partner are pulling in different directions, just to sit down, just to have a good chat about it. And I promise you, as difficult as, as it is, it's far more difficult when you're batting for different yeah. sides. And like in any conversation, just keep that communication specific to specific things you're talking about. You don't want to personally attack or blow your partner out of the water or accuse them of all sorts of stuff. So be specific and be constructive and kind in the way that you have that conversation. It's not a competition between the two of us. Good luck. <laughs> Go well. <laughs> and have fun. And you're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. Communicate, chat. And I mean, let's be quite honest. It can be extremely overwhelming and terrifying. But if you flip it, and when we do flip it, you know the joy and you know the love and the purpose of raising children. It is such a gift. So I know it's frenetic and uh, moments kind of blur from days into weeks into months into years. But it was just this morning that a memory came up of the twins and a pram and Mark holding Cooper. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, they're now losing teeth, chatting back. They've got attitude. I've got one grade three and two grade ones. And it's just going so quickly. So just try and save with the joy. Yeah. If you want to connect with us. Yeah, please follow us on social media uh, at KindnessCan or drop us an email at info at kindnesscan.co.za. We really are so passionate about going into corporate spaces and into schools and into the community and kind of just brainstorming and workshopping the idea of how to nurture kinder relationships with yourself and with other people. Chat soon, everyone. Take it easy. You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.